There's no better time to go for a huge score than during BetMGM's March matchups. And right now, you can make sure your first bet is a slam dunk. Simply download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money line wager on any college basketball tournament game. If any team hits a three-pointer during the tournament, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. Just use bonus code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. And the opportunities for celebration don't stop after the net is cut down. Try BetMGM's innovative parlay selection features, boosted odds specials, daily promotions, and more on all your favorite sports. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code CHAMPION200 when you sign up. Then, place a money line bet during BetMGM's March matchups and you'll win $200 in free bets if any team hits a three during the college tournament. Now you're winning with the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. and Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 Hey everybody, it's uh, Greg. Welcome to the Art of Relationships. Another show going to be talking about are you losing yourself in a relationship or don't you know who you are anymore? We're going to be talking about this coming up on the Art of Relationships show. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Art of Relationship Show. A huge thank you to you out there for tuning in and supporting uh, my efforts and trying to promote um, healthy, happy relationships and also self-love and self-respect for the single people out there as well. So going to be talking about um, when you feel like you're losing yourself in a relationship, what happens, what goes on, and what are signs of Maybe you losing yourself. That would be a great, great spot to start. You know, what are signs that you are losing yourself in a relationship? And this also covers not only romantic relationships, marriages, that type of stuff, or maybe friends with benefits, that type of situation about, you know, even friendships, even family dynamics, relationships with siblings, with parents, with kids, that type of aspect. And it happens often and it's so not easy to try to heal from that or try to maybe get a hold of yourself again and sort of start living the life that you want and let me refresh this this does not mean it's all about you this does not mean it's not a give and take like every relationship should be it is <coughs> not you being selfish that type of thing but i'll get in that in a little bit you know, when you start losing yourself in a relationship, you start feeling blah. You might not even know why. Maybe you do, but you ignore it. You start feeling blah. Your energy is sucked. You walk away from conversations or walk away from that person, maybe in the morning going to work or, you know, whatever, meeting friends. And you're like, man, I don't even know who I am anymore. It's that feeling you feel deep in the pit of your stomach that you feel like, man, I don't even know who I am anymore. I used to laugh. I used to joke around, you know, quite a bit. I used to be happy go lucky. Now I am finding myself, you know, being more irritated, being more irritable, being more maybe having snide remarks, being snippy. Is that a word? Maybe, <laughs> you know, sort of easily the anger. And that's never been me at all. 
So these are signs to start looking at what's going on. Maybe you feel more withdrawn, more depressed. Your energy level is in the toilet type of, you know, you just don't feel like doing anything anymore. Almost like the scenario about being that, you know, that abused animal in a cage, you just sort of like give up and you go through the motions. These are signs that you are, let's face it, you're starting to lose yourself, or maybe you already lost yourself at this point in a relationship. And again, this comes across with friendships. This comes across, you know, with family relationships as well, that maybe a family member, mom, dad, brother, sister, whatever, want you to live their life according to how they want you to live your life. You get me? That you feel like you don't have any say so, and, and you give up that uh, maybe that choice. You give up your decision-making situations. And with romantic relationships, you know, part of this is, you know, you feel like you're not being yourself and you know it, but, you know, you feel like, oh, you know what, all relationships are give and take. It's all about looking at the situation about, you know what, it's a ebb and flow. I get that. I promote that. You know, everyone says 50-50. It's going to be 70-30, 60-40. But at least, you know, you feel like you are being yourself and you are getting something out of the relationship that is very crucial to you. Like one person, for example, might be, you know, one likes to talk about a lot of things and discuss everything and, you know, wants to work through problems where one person does not, you know, they shut down, they don't want to talk about it. And it's like a rinse and repeat. And to be able to go after that situation to, um, then you start saying, wait a minute, why am I always sacrificing what's important to me? That type of feeling, you get me? That you are starting to feel like you don't have a right to feel what you do, and you're going to be called names. You're going to be called selfish. You want perfection. Um, oh, my God, don't you ever think about me? And the manipulation starts thrown out, and you're like, do you ever look at how things affect me? Do you look at what's important to me? And that's okay. You can have two different perspectives. You don't have to agree on everything. You're not going to. That's any relationship. But when it comes down to you are making decisions based on that other person, be it a friend, be it a family member, be it a romantic partner, that all your decisions are based on that person and they don't look at you know, the effects it has on you or what's important to you as well. And there's somewhat of a middle ground. And, you know, that's usually a sign that you are, man, what's going on? Am I living the life that I want? Again, nothing is perfect. I say that probably every episode, right? And there are reasons, like I said, it's that, you know, that fear in your gut that you are selling yourself out that, man, I'm out here. I go again. I'm living the life somebody else wants not the life I want. You know, again, you know, it, it's manageable. It, it's that ebb and flow. It's that give and take that you feel like you're taking into consider considerations, which is big time. And we have a kind of, you know, this is exactly how I feel and what's going on. Uh, Greg Dzinski, she mentioned my name. And, you know, it, it's hard. And these are situations and, you know, looking at um, maybe where you want to live, okay? Maybe one wants a kid or one wants another child and the other one definitely does not. And they accuse, what, well, you don't love me enough to give me another kid. And this is, you know, either gen any, any gender, not just, you know, women saying this, men saying it's, it comes across in any 
relationship, okay, any situation, right? And they try to make you, and you know you would be miserable if you have another kid. Not that you hate kids, not at all, but the lifestyle and everything you want to live, you know, it's not about wanting another kid. And, and it comes down to a situation, our decision needing to be made, uh, and then you feel guilty. And what keeps you selling yourself out or feeling like you are not in, you know, living the life that you want, you know, within reason is, you know, your fear of being called selfish, your fear of calling it's all about you, that you're arrogant, that you're self-indulgent, that you're um, those type of situations. Oh, you're just arrogant. It's you're narcissistic. That word gets thrown off. Let's face it on a daily basis. How many people hear the word? I think my partner or whatever is narcissistic. I hear it. Let's face it, no line of work I'm in, I hear it on a daily basis often, okay? That doesn't mean someone is narcissistic, but maybe you're afraid to stick up for yourself and make a decision that is best for you, and it's hard when you feel like, you know what, you are hurting somebody, right? That's one big fear. You don't want to hurt another person's feeling, so you keep selling yourself out. But does that person, do they understand, do they even care or compassionate about you selling yourself out that it's not important. Yeah, I get it. I, I, yeah, yeah, I know it's not really you, but, and it turns over to about them, right? And it's that ebb and flow and looking at that situation. And are you constantly giving and giving and selling yourself out and becoming who you don't want to be anymore? I'm going to tell you, you're going to be miserable and you're going to make your partner miserable as well. And it's one of those situations, you know, hey, this is going on. I feel like I'm not being myself. Well, I'm not being myself either. And that, okay, what's it take that we can be ourselves? And maybe being ourselves means that, you know what, maybe we are not compatible for each other in that situation, okay? Um, it's looking at those situations about can we, you know, hold on to ourselves. And I always promote people being authentic and being themselves and living the life they want to be. Yes, life is tough at times, right? There's ups and downs and you want to be supportive for each other, but it might be a situation that you feel like you're supporting that other person emotionally, um, maybe physically, maybe financially, whatever it is, okay? That you're always helping and being supportive, but that person isn't being supportive for you and you're supposed to be okay with that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's looking at that situation about, you know, what goes on and talking about those expectations about how you want to live your life. And it's not, you know, being selfish. It's not about being arrogant. That doesn't mean that it's all about you. I need to clarify that because I don't want you going back and say, oh, you know what? Greg said, I need to live the life I want and I can get whatever I want and I need to get whatever I want. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't take me out of context. Please don't do that, okay? But it's looking at that pit in your stomach that you know, if I do this, I'm going to be miserable. You know what? If I live my life, you know, one more day, one more week, one more month, one more year, like I am living my life now, you know, I know I'm going to be unhappy. I'm going to be miserable. And most people don't want to be with somebody that they're making miserable, that they're, you know, they're not living their authentic life. That's a huge situation, okay? When that relationship, and I said, you know, I usually talk about romantic relationships, marriage, you know, sexual challenges big time, but this applies to any aspect of a relationship, friendship, family relationship, that type of thing. 
maybe even coworker situation, okay? It's looking at when you start feeling hollow inside, you start feeling like your energy is lost and you are, you know, living that life that that person wants you to be. Maybe, you know, that person wants you to go out every night of the week and you're a couch potato. You're a homebody. Again, that's not a right or wrong. And, you know, I'm all about, you know, is there a happy, a medium, you know, can that homebody go out once in a while and the other person be okay with that, that there's a, a mutual ebb and flow or that person that wants to go out, you know, a lot more, can they go out with a friend or two, um, you know, once, in a while, twice, whatever that is, and the other person be at home and you still feel connected. I'm all about having that, you know, mutual uh, reciprocity about what works for you and how do you make each other feel loved and everything without sacrificing who you are as a person. One wants sex three, four, five times a week. I bring this up a lot. And the other one could care less about sex. Um, and they want it, you know, maybe once every six months. Again, it's not a wrong thing. You shouldn't be shamed for what you want, you know, when it comes to sex or how you want to live your life, that type of situation. As long, let me clarify, as long as you're not hurting yourself or hurting other people. I'm not about people disrespecting other people for the sake of them, you know, themselves, not at all. But you look at and you have one that has a lower sex driver could care less about sex, calling the other one, oh, let me throw this out there. You're a sex addict. You're a nympho. Uh, trying to shame the other one or the one that has a higher sex drive, shaming the other one for being maybe a prude, cold, um, that type of situation. I'm not about that, but it comes down to a situation. Neither one of you are, are wrong. It just means that maybe you are living the life that you don't want to be and you keep trying to force the other one to live the life that you want. You know, maybe we're all guilty of that. Maybe I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. Okay. And it comes down to the point where we need to step back and look at that situation to where, you know what, Maybe we just want different things. We want maybe the core aspects or, you know, what's important in a relationship, but we want them in a different way or how they look and how they represent themselves. And again, it comes down to not that right or wrong or bashing. But when you start losing yourself, again, you're going to feel, you know, you're going to start feeling miserable, depressed. You're going to feel like, you know what, what? is life. What is it about you that you're enjoying out of life? And it could be relationship. Maybe you want a, a, a career or thing that's very, very important. And they say, how could you be selfish? You're not thinking of me. You're not thinking of the kids. You're not. And again, it's a balance act, especially when you have kids involved in a situation. Um, it, it's even more dicey. It's even more challenging. But do you get little bits and pieces of you back and you're enjoyments in life and how you want to live. Maybe one person is very about community involvement, community efforts, helping the homeless, helping the less fortunate, that type of situation. And the other one could care less about that. Like me, me personally, I would never ever be with somebody that is a racist. Not at all. Okay. No matter how many quality, great qualities, they could be great sexually, compassionate, whatever. But I look at if you're a racist, how can you really be that compassionate and empathetic as a person in general? Or do you just pick and choose that type of situation? We all have deal breakers. So it's that looking at that situation. Does it really, you know, when people bring up stuff about you selling yourself out, you cringe, right? You sort of get, get that 
headache or stress headache in the back of your head, back of your neck right here. You know, you get that, like I said, that knot or that pit in your stomach, that hollow feeling that it almost makes you sick to live a certain way that is not you. I want you to be authentic. I want you to be true to yourself. That's all about self-love and self-respect. Yes, relationships, any kind, they're a give and take, they're an ebb and flow, but they should not be all one way or one person forcing you or trying to you know, get you to live a life that is not them. Then you come across, you know, are you selfish? Are you this? Are you that? You need to be able to look at, you know what? Maybe we just want love, um, compassion, empathy. Maybe we have different views of what fun is, compatibility, you know, sexuality. Maybe we just see the world differently and it's not a right or wrong. You're a good person. I'm a good person. Just together, maybe we're not happy. Together, we might make each other feel like, you know, we're selling ourselves out that we are losing ourselves in a relationship. And that is not a good thing. I never promote that people. So look at these signs. Are you feeling lifeless? Are you feeling, you know, empathetic? Are you feeling about, you know, are you feeling about, you know, what the hell is going on? Is it, you know, maybe you're unhappy with the job. Let me, I'm going to bring this up. Maybe it's not, you know, is it the relationship itself that you feel like you're losing yourself? Do you feel like, um, is it the relationship or is it other things outside the relationship? Maybe you're not in a, a job or a career that you enjoy or that you like doing, right? We all know work is a four letter word, but I'm fortunate um, I love doing what I do. You know, it's my passion. I want to heal broken hearts and trauma and try to heal relationships, marriages, and, you know, pump up sexual vitality big time. Okay. I'm all about that. That's what I do. However, some people are not that fortunate. Yes. I worked my booty off to get here big time. Okay. Um, we go through challenges. I went through a bunch of challenges, but it's looking at, you know, I'm going to be miserable and you expect me to be okay being miserable doing this or doing that. I'm all about self-improvement. I'm all about growing and evolving. And there are some stuff that we might not be able to do because it might sacrifice something else that is more important to us, like a relationship, a marriage, our kids. Okay. But if it's a constant, you know, constant settling, a constant selling yourself out, it's going to make the people around you even miserable too, okay? It'll make yourself miserable, your partner, you know, unhappy. It'll make uh, maybe your kids, there's going to be a lot of resentment and buildup coming on. And I'm sure a lot of people get this or maybe can relate to what I'm saying. And it's not an easy situation to get out of, okay? And, you know, going after these elements, you know, and you start looking at, you know, again, is it the relationship that you feel like you're not being yourself in or is it, you know, life in general, career ambitions, uh, maybe jobs, maybe um, community projects, like I mentioned before, maybe hobbies. You used to be very active and maybe athletic, used to work out. Maybe we're in the dance, we're whatever, you know, you were in the art, collecting stamps, coins. It doesn't matter, you know, volleyball baseball, softball, whatever. Okay. Um, and now you're not doing that anymore. And what, what is getting in the way for you to enjoy that a little bit and start living the life you want under consideration? Nothing's going to be perfect. Okay. But you have to start looking at yourself first and promote that self-love, promote that self-respect. And does that person in your life, be it your partner, be it 
a family relationship, you know, a family relationship dynamic being, um, you know, your family, brother, sister, family, as I'm tripping over my tongue. Okay. Um, that type of situation, or do they want you to live their life according to them? Right. And I can tell you me being here, if I listen to everybody, um, when I made the transition, when I worked for one of the big three for a lot of years, I've been doing this a lot of years too. been doing this for 20 years. There was not one person that said, Greg, what a, you know, great, good job. I hope it works out. Woohoo. Not one person. Zero. What are you doing? Are you crazy? You can retire. You don't have that far to go to retire and you could do this um, after that. You're crazy or stupid. All this stuff, right? And sometimes we have to look at, are we being true to ourselves as long as it's not damaging somebody else? That doesn't mean, but sometimes when I say damaging, I mean by disrespecting that person, being cruel to them, not taking their thoughts into consideration. But then we have to flip it back and look at, are they doing that with us? Okay. Are they also taking us into consideration? Sounds easy. It's not people. So start looking at, are you living the life you want? Are you having the relationship or how you want the relationship you want? You know, nothing, again, it's not perfect, but is it at least close, moderately close to what you want and that you're good enough that you're happy? Or again, are you sort of living the life that your partner wants all the time? It's all about them and their enjoyment and what they want. And this is very, very difficult, okay, for people that are considered people pleasers, that are doormats, that are maybe they're very, very, they're empaths, that it's always about everybody else and you start selling yourself out and being miserable. And it's very easy for someone to take that person for granted and not look at what makes them happy. Maybe you're afraid to say what makes you happy. Maybe you're afraid to say, I want to live my life this way, again, because you don't want to hurt somebody. You don't want to disappoint anybody. But you have to remember, the life you're living is yours. It's not everybody else's. It's yours, okay? So start looking at this aspect and looking at, you know, how can I be happier, more fulfilled in my life and in my relationship and stop living my life for everybody else? There's a give and take. I'm all about being compassionate, empathetic, and being giving and considerate. I'm all about that. But we need to make sure that's happening to us as well, okay? Check out my website, theartofrelationships.org. Please go over to my public figure page, facebook.com, Detroit's Love Guru. I appreciate it. Follow me, like me, check out my YouTube channel as well. Um, I appreciate it. And I'm always looking for, um, you know, insights and topic ideas big time. As well, if you share this video, the live episode on your timeline and or the post below this announcing the show, you get a chance to win my book. It's right here, paperback. Um, I have three covers. It's the same book to choose from. I even pay for shipping. So I'll announce the winners as long as you share that um, on your Facebook page, either the post below this announcing the show or the show episode, you get a chance to enter to win a book and to be able to go, uh, and I pay for shipping, okay? It's the actual paperback book, whatever, okay? Right here. It's available on Amazon as well. It's uh, Love, Sex, and Everything in Between. It's my latest book out. Uh, Love, Sex, Everything in Between, a Relationship Guide. 
Again, I appreciate you. Hey, May. Yeah, I got to support the D. Love your shirt. <laughs> oh, Manisha, I appreciate you very much. Your kind words. You're, you're so awesome. That's great topics, opinions. I appreciate you. And yeah, the shirt, it's uh, as people know, maybe not know, Detroit area code is 313. So it's like 31 believe, right? For 313, promoting Detroit, uh, people in Detroit as well. I got a bunch of different uh, 313 and Detroit respect uh, uh, shirts, topics. I'm all about supporting uh, the people in Detroit big time, okay? So again, my website, theartofrelationships.org. I appreciate you tuning in, people. Thank you so much. I appreciate you very much. Much love, peace, and love. Are you in excruciating pain brought on by your son, daughter, or spouse suffering from addiction? The sleepless nights, the constant worry, and the feelings of isolation. Recovery Centers of America wants you to know you're not alone. Addiction destroys families. But if you call Recovery Centers of America today at 1-888-RECOVERY, your loved one can begin to recover, and so can your whole family. At Recovery Centers of America at Capital Region and Bracebridge Hall, your loved one will be treated with compassion and dignity by expert addiction professionals while recovering in a world-class facility. Family Support Services will give you knowledge, connection, and community so that you can begin to heal and recover as well. Call 1-888-RECOVERY today. Recovery Centers of America accepts insurance, provides transportation, and offers intervention services at no cost. Patients are admitted 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now.